Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is Joey Tolley, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Garrett Jones. Garrett, how are you today? I am fantastic, sir. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful, wonderful. Just started a new job, really enjoy it, and I am ready to get... Uh, Back to talking Star Wars again for, uh, t- for the for, for the last time before I go on my vacation. So, but you guys will be in great hands with Garrett and Will uh, uh, taking over for me for a couple weeks while I'm gone. So, fear not, you are in the capable hand, two capable hands. Yes. Uh, but let's not get. Let's just get straight to it. Let's just get straight to what we're going to be talking about today. We had so much fun last week talking about our top 10 uh, characters that today we are going to be having some fun and we're going to be discussing our top 10 ships. Uh, now, I think we're just doing all, all kinds of ships, capital ships, fighters, just general um maybe next time we do vehicles who knows you know the the land vehicles the you know stuff like that so um so i guess uh do you want me to start first or yeah yeah well um so just to kind of give everybody a heads up who's listening who's watching on youtube uh we're going to be actually doing this into two parts um and so what we're what we're going to be doing is we are going to be covering uh john's list first and then on the second half we'll cover my list um and i'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a crossover oh yeah and uh and so it's going to be it's going to be fun uh so instead of just getting one episode this week you guys are getting a double dose just to make sure that you guys are getting an equal amount of john before he goes on his trip that way you can always hear his voice twice in one that's right yeah (laughs) all right um, so my number 10 is a ship that I first read about, and I believe it was the Thrawn trilogy, and they also showed up in the X-Wing games, I believe, too, one of the X-Wing games, too. Just the concept of the ship I thought was very cool, but it didn't show up in canon until um, the um, Rebels, and that is... the interdictor cruiser can you got can you see it on there oh yeah i can i love i love the concept of the ship so for those of you who are not familiar this ship is designed for one thing one thing only to trap fighters to trap ships from going into hyperspace it sets up a gravity well generator which is powerful enough to pull ships out of hyperspace and once there to keep them in normal space um, the Empire used this a great effect to catch Imperial to catch rebel rebel ships and pirates. Um, just a really cool design, really cool idea. And I mean, I love how you can see the the big domes on it for the gravity well generators, and still staying within that sphere of the Imperial design. You know, you can still see the the uh, Imperial. Star that Destroyer triangular, shape, the triangular, yeah. triangular shape. Um, before I go any further, I guess I should put up, uh, mention some 
honorable mentions, I don't have the picture for them now, but my honorable mention is going to go to the Nebula and V frigate, um, the gunship. I call it the gunship. Uh, <laughs> just, I think just, just a fun little design. You know, when you look at it, like, from a practical standpoint, it doesn't really make sense because it's like, well, you can kind of hit right there in the middle and it's, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a, uh, but yeah, my number 10 is the, um, the Inter Victor Cruiser. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about putting that one on my list because mm -hmm. I thought it was just such a unique design. But because uh, I mean, the, the ship moves a little bit slower than your standard Star Destroyer. Yeah. But thank you for putting that on there because I, I was thinking about that one and I could not for the life of me remember the name. Yeah. Uh, there's a few things I, I'm going to mention that they changes that they've made, not necessarily to the ships, but how the ships move that I think, in fact, I might as well go into it right now. One thing I love that they've added that the, I noticed the first time I noticed it was in, was in uh, Rogue One is I love how they changed the special effect for how ships come out of hyperspace. Because if you remember the old way, it was almost like you could see it coming from a distance. It was just kind of like dragging it in and then the ship would cut, would show up. I like that now, like you see in Rogue One where it's just like, boom, it's there. Like when the, uh, when the, um, is it the executor? Is that Vader ship was the executor? Yes, the executor is when it When it shows up in Rogue One where it's just there. Like you're just, you're just like, there's a ship coming in, boom. And it's there, it's like, like it gives that surprise, I, uh, that kind of surprise, you know, where it's like it's not there, then it's there. I don't. I just love that that uh, that effect, of how they change, kind of made that to be how that's how ships come out of hyperspace. Um, but it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So All right. my number nine is a ship that. Uh, is will be well known later on because uh, by a slightly different design. Uh, this was a ship that was the first basic for, for design for a fighter that will come later. Let me pull it up. Hold on. And if it is the AR one set ARC one seventy arc starfighter clone starfighter. Um, as you can see by the design, you can see what ship this was inspi inspired by, or would be would inspire later if you're looking through canon. Um, you know, first time you see this ship is, and of course, uh, I believe it was Revenge of, uh, episode three was the first time the ship showed up. Um, I don't just yeah, cinematically, such, yeah, cinema, right, cinematically, yes, yeah. Uh, just such a unique design. Um, you can see what would uh, the the inspiration of what would come later with the X Wing Starfighter, which, by the way, it, spoiler alert, is on my list. Um, but yeah, just a, such a cool, cool ship. Um, I right, come on. You you had to know the X Wing would be on here. Come on, people. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's just a matter of where is it? Ooh. Foreshadowing. Um <laughs> so next on my list. 
do that. Um, next on my list is my first Starfighter. And it was, this ship first showed up in Empire Strikes Back, or not Empire Strikes Back, sorry. First shows up in Return of the Jedi. It is the B-Wing. Um, I don't know, just, just, a, just a, again, a cool ship. I just love the, that's not a very good picture of it, but um, anyway, um, don't suppose it's a model. Uh, well, that's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, just always been fascinated by this ship. It was one of my favorite ships to fly whenever I was playing the old X, the old X-Wing game. I love the B-Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, just so much firepower. And um, yeah, I just loved how they this happened. Uh, what happened? Sorry. Hold on. I clicked on the wrong button. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the B-Wing is my number eight favorite ship. Um, it, it always felt a little off. For me, it felt a little off balance because like yeah. I always expected like the, the capsule to rotate as you're mm-hmm. playing, yeah. as, you're, as you're flying it. Yeah. And it doesn't. It just it stays flat like that, like a like a like a wing. And I'm like, it feels weird. Like it, it sh- like given yeah. its vulner uh, its its maneuverability it should be able to do that so like you mm-hmm. could still be in this in the cockpit with your with your access being the way it is with the the ship moving around yeah, yeah. You, but it, and i think i think when they when it shows up in rebels i think it can like because hmm. it shows because they they have a whole thing where they talk about it in rebels where they're designing the new ship and they talk about how difficult it is to fly and how it takes you know a highly very highly skilled pilot to be able to fl- fly because of how it's designed and because of how it is but the the trade-off is the firepower like it can yeah. it can take it can hold like the firepower of a small capital sh- of almost a small capital ship um you know it's got like so much firepower on it um so it's almost su- it's almost overpowered is, is I guess would be the one downside is almost overpowered. Yeah, it does have it does have some substantial uh, firepower to it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so we are on number seven, and my number seven is this is my one uh, Fourier into the sequel trilogy. And I am going to for my for my next one. Pull it up here. It is the Special Forces Tie Fighter. Um, Ooh! I, I just something about the Special Forces, like yeah, you can look at it like it looks like a Tie Fighter, but if you really get into it and look at it, it is so much more than just a normal Tie. It is, I think, twice the size. It can, it can hold two people. Um, I believe they put a hyperdrive on it, didn't they? I don't remember. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah. The newer ones do have the capability of doing hyperdrive. Yeah, especially if you get into the uh, the sequel trilogy era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the special forces Tie Fighter, uh, and they kept the one thing that I've always loved about the Tie Fighter 
is that iconic sound. Like you, you, uh, you just have to hear that 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 whining sound, and you know, oh, that's a Tie Fighter. They have such a unique, which I think is so cool that they gave a ship like that such a unique sound. That oh yeah, you know, like the minute you hear it, if you're a Star Wars fan. You know the minute you hear it what that ship is. That's that's a a, a Tie Fighter, um, of course designed by Citier Fleet Systems. Um, yeah, just I don't know, just a, just like in a cool ship. I, you can see there. You can see the, the cannon in the back, uh, the forward cannons. The uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's such it's so iconic that like. What one of the things I really loved was, you know, as a kid, you know, seeing just the TIE fighters in general had a really neat uh, design to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so I remember the scenes from Muppet Babies back in the 80s where they incorporated uh, the TIE fighters and their sound yeah. effects and that footage from the original film. Yeah. In, into like, there's like one episode. I'm like, and they, but they always played it in like the opening credits. It was really cool. Yeah. 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 I love that too. Uh, and like you said, they're so iconic, you know, that shape. And, you know, especially for a, a ship that is, you know, based mostly in, in space, it makes sense. You know, you don't have to necessarily have aerodynamic shape on your ships to, to be able to fly through space. Um, so having the big flat panels that can hold, that can soak up the ion rays to to uh, uh, power the ship, which is basically what those panels are, they're uh, to to charge the ion engines. But um, yeah, just yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's, and that's one of the things is that it like as a kid initially I didn't care for the Tie Fighters because they didn't have like the traditional wing. Yeah, but at yeah. But as I've learned about them, you know, going through my teens and my adult years, I'm like definitely much more maneuverable than some of the uh, Rebel Alliance yeah. ships. Yeah. Uh, so, what am I on? Number six? You are. Okay. So. My number six is another, is an iconic ship. Um, it's gone by various names. Uh, but you probably know it the most under by either the tentative four or the rebel blockade runner or the Corellian Corvette. Um, this is literally one of the first ships you see in star Wars. Yes. The, like the, from the very first, this is the first ship. Uh, well, technically you see the back of the star destroyer. Um, but other than that, this is the first ship that you really see the whole ship um, is the is the Rebel Blockade run in Tentative 4. I mean, again, I mean, I, I, I think an iconic Star Wars ship, you know, it's... And the fact that you see this ship all the way through from the Clone Wars through, um, you know, that this ship is still kind of out there and doing this thing and I mean, what, what do you when, you when you think of the this ship? What's the first thing that comes to mind for you? The first thing that comes to mind for me is the opening scene from A New Hope, where yeah. you see this 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 overhead shot of 
the blockade runner just barreling onto screen from the from above like you yeah. don't even anticipate it. like the crawl is barely finished and you're like okay cool there's a planet <laughs> and i'm like yeah. holy crap there's a, there's a ship there where did that come from, <laughs> from yeah as yeah. a kid that terrified me because i'm like and you look at the ship the? and i mean as a kid you're looking at this ship like oh my gosh that ship is massive that ship is holy cow what's behind it yeah oh, holy cow because what is behind it is my number five ship. Hold on. Which is, of course, if I can find it. Oh. What is behind it is, of course, this ship right here. The Imperial Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about iconic. This is so iconic. I mean, it just screams Imperial power. It, it, it just, you know, if you're, if you're looking <laughs> in character in canon, just seeing this above your planet had, would, would be ter so terrifying. You know, to see the, uh, you know, this hovering over. And I think of that scene from uh, Rogue One with the Star Destroyer up right above Jetta, just yeah, hovering there and just how overpowering it seemed. And just how just, you know, I mean, yeah. It's it's very it's a very imposing image because yeah. uh, I mean it because of the because of the iconography behind it there's some like if there is a way for uh, for these like for uh, Disney like even with what they're doing now uh, at at Disneyland and Walt Disney World with these uh, with the with Galaxy's Edge. How cool would it be if they if they use some kind of holographic technology to project a star destroyer hovering in orbit oh. above the planet Batu? Oh. How I effective mean, would that be for the storytelling? Yeah, yeah, and I know that they've had you know other other star destroyers that have been bigger. You know, the super star destroyer, the yeah. the eclipse, you know, the the uh, the first order uh, ones. But I don't know. There's just something so iconic about the imperial class um you know the back you can say it's the backbone of the empire you know yeah. it's the backbone ship of the empire it's you know it's the one that vader chose to be his flagship even i think even after they had the executor he still had his own he still went around in imperial class and i think there's a reason for that it's intimidating it's you know, it's scary looking. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about it. It's terrifying. It is. Yeah. Uh, so we are at number five. That was four. We're doing number five now. Oh, we're doing number five now or number four? Four. Four. Okay. All right. Let me close that out. My number four. is a ship again the first time i saw this was actually 
in a video game. Uh, it was the TIE Fighter video game. They brought this ship out and first mentioned it. Um, and then later on, it shows up as a main plot point of Rebels. Uh, the TIE Defender. Ooh, I like that. that yeah, I've, is... seen the, I've seen the TIE Defender in, in uh, Star Wars Rebels. I thought it was a neat... Neat yeah, yeah. Uh, this is actually the first time this shows up is in the game Tie. This is the actual video game Tie Fighter. Uh, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, I believe it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of the whole, you know, part of your, part of the whole whole game is that this new ship is being developed, and there's a rogue Imperial general or admiral who's wanting to overthrow the emperor and take over as emperor himself and you have to try and stop him um but that's just that's a good game i mean if we're talking about star wars favorite star wars games tie fighter was definitely one of my one of my favorites um and thrawn shows up in that game too it is pretty cool yes he does yeah yes he does i never got a chance to play it i know the storyline to some extent um, yeah. simulator games were kind of hard for me like the first simulator game I got a hold of was Star Wars X-Wing I think can't remember if it was part 1 or part 2 the first one because uh, they had X-Wing then they had like an expansion to X-Wing which you could get which added like the B-Wing and the yeah. all the the others. only thing I ever had access to was the X-Wing fighter and the A-Wing okay. and there were certain things you had to do like flying through rings and stuff like that yeah, yeah. And it was... I, had, I had a friend who had like a like a cheap like a a, a disc you put in that had the cheat codes for it that unlocked everything and locked every mission and unlocked every ship except for the b-wing because you had to have the um a special something else you had to actually buy something to get the b-wing yeah and, oh, then and, I, and, and all the people yeah. listening to us right now if, if they're if they're younger than a particular age they have no idea they're like disc what do you mean disc yeah yeah mine, <laughs> mine was like a little square square disc about like <laughs> That bag that you put in your computer and you had to go five floppy disks just to load one one yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, and you had to go through DOS, <laughs> which most people don't know what DOS is. No. <laughs> you had to type C colon backslash C colon backslash X Wing slash Killbot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then there was a Tie Fighter. Then you had X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah. Then you had an online version, which, um, and then you had a, another. Then you had a third X, another X Wing game after that. Um, but that's one I've always kind of wish they would remaster and bring back, which they kind of yeah. did with the uh, what was the they do uh, a flight simulator game not long ago. Um, it was the. Um... The star the the Star Wars game that came out in 2015. Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, star Wars game 2015. It was Battlefront. No, it wasn't Battlefront. There was another one that came in before, after that. What was it called? Because they had one that was a strictly a, a flight a simulator, a flight sim. Oh. That was okay. just flight sim. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, 
I know this is. Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons came out in 19 in 2020, um, which was a fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never played that game. It was I never either. anything. I have I haven't either. I was wondering because I was a big fan of the of the X Wing series. So and that seemed very similar to the X Wing series. Um, if you've got Xbox, I know that they've got they've had packages in the past where you could uh, download you could because like the game itself, like if you get a hard like a hard uh, edition, mm-hmm. a physical edition, it's like ten bucks at GameStop for your yeah. Xbox One. Yeah. All right, so my number three. Yep. Okay, wow. Um, again, I think for Star Wars fans, this ship needs very little introduction. Um, and you'll, I know you'll recognize it as soon as you see it. Yeah, probably. Oh, the ghost. The ghost. Yes. My number three is The Ghost. Um, yeah, just... I. It's such a great Corellian design. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to pull it. But... Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just... just I, I mean, great ship. And the fact that we've seen it again so much within... Uh, you know, outside of Rebels, that it's become, you know, this kind of iconic ship. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, eagle-eyed viewers will see it in Rogue One, and they'll see it in uh, in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. The big Armada scene. It's there. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's entirely possible that they just throw it in because... They could digitize it very easily, but at the same time, for eagle-eyed fans, it's it's really kind of a neat thing to see one of their favorite ships in in the full breadth of of the cinematic canon. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we are at number two. Number two. Wow. All right, so, I, so. My number two. What? What do you, now? Let me just ask you. What do you think number number one number two is going to be? I'm see for you. I'm trying to figure it out. You 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 feel like more of a uh, Rebel Alliance guy. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm going to say your number two is going to be Slave One, because mm-hmm. that would be penultimate to Millennium Falcon. Your close you were just a little bit off my number two is actually hold on drum roll please Ah. the millennium falcon ah so that's your number two my number two is the falcon yes nice so again, I mean, I, 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 I don't know anybody who, who's a Star Wars fan who hasn't wanted to be in the Falcon, who hasn't wanted to fly the Falcon. Um, clearly, clearly not the the actress who played Ray, because she called it garbage. Oh well. <laughs> well. 
Wow. Uh, we're running low on time here. So uh, I will just kind of go over. I mean, I know if you've seen the videos of people at uh, Galaxy's Edge, the first time they walk around that corner and they see the, they walk around, they see the Falcon. And oh, yeah. Emo, I mean, I've seen grown men just reduced to tears seeing yeah. the Falcon for the first, I mean, up that close. That's just how much this ship means, how iconic it is. And I mean, I think if, if I think there's only one other ship in Star Wars that I can say is as, as iconic as the Millennium Falcon and that is your number one pick. That is going to be the number one pick. Which I now realize, because we had mentioned it earlier, it's got to be the X-Wing. It is the T-65 income space superiority fighter, a.k.a. the X-Wing. Nice. I, I, you can't get more iconic to me than the X-Wing Starfighter. I it's just as a as a kid who was really into the old Warbirds growing up, the old World War II Warbirds. Yeah. This spoke to me. Seeing this ship. And I mean, that's you know, while other kids, you know, growing up playing Star Wars, they wanted to be in the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, no, I want to be a Luke Skywalker and the X-Wing. Give me the helmet. Give me the jumpsuit. I would be. I would be happy. Um, it would be. It would be really cool. Like I would. Like this is again one of those simulator rides that I would love to see them do. Yeah. At, at Galaxy's Edge or something adjacent to, um, to uh, Star Tours. I think it would be yeah. so neat. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. I mean, just be able to be in a. Yeah. Be in the cockpit of a of a of a starfighter like that and just go go on and i mean every I, i've enjoyed i like all of the rebel star fighters i think all of them are really cool the x-wing the a-wing um the y even though even the y-wing is kind of is kind of cool yeah and how it's it survived so much because you see it show up in in rebel in uh, not rebels but you see clone it show wars up, clone war you're, you're seeing clone wars and you see it all the way at at uh rise of skywalker there's, yeah there's y-wings and white and um but yeah, I just so iconic. Um, unfortunately, we are running short on time, so we're gonna have to cut it short as we get our um, second half. Second half ready. Uh, I don't even know if we're gonna have time to do our normal outro. Uh, uh, we can, minutes. you know what we could say. Let's just say this: you get uh, do your in, your outro. Um, and then I'll just, I'll wrap up with, you know, Hey, be looking for the, the next half of the yeah. episode. Yeah. All right. Well, you can catch us every week here at War of the Stars, uh, wherever podcasts are heard. Uh, remember we're going to, this is our return to YouTube. Hopefully we're going to, so if you're watching this on YouTube, remember to like and subscribe. Uh, why do you want to say that? Never had a chance to say that. <laughs> um, it feels uh, natural somehow. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, ch- uh, email us at warthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle. Check us out on Facebook at War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, and, and Instagram. Instagram or at War of the Stars. 
uh, Star Wars podcasts. Just search anywhere on social media at War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Look for the cool, you can see the background logo there. Check us out on uh, our, our, our Spreadshirt shop. Uh, link will be in all descriptions on all our social media. Check us out there. Get the, get the merch. Buy our stuff. Give us the monies. We need. We want the monies. monies <laughs> yeah, otherwise we can't go to Galaxy's Edge. No, no. Because <laughs> it's been open for, what, three years now and I still haven't gone? I, yeah, yeah. I haven't either. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, wherever podcasts are heard, you can check us out there. Also, patreon.com forward slash war of the stars. Again, give us the monies. Uh, with that being said, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you.